Hello, everyone. Welcome back into the Breakstarter Podcast. Sean Filson, Zach Taylor here with you today. Zachary Taylor, hello. How are you doing, buddy? Pretty good. I, I love when we record on Mondays because I feel like it kind of like, hey, Mondays are always just Monday and they're just heavy and I just wake up and I'm just tired, had a long weekend and I just I go to work and it kind of gives me something to look forward to at the end of the day. So it's kind of nice. Obviously, when we record later in the week, it's kind of nice because then it's like, oh, we get a little bit more time to like plan out what we're going to talk about. But we had something fun come up that Sean uh, wants to talk about that... I think we have done this. Have we done something similar to this before? I don't know if we've done this exact concept, um, but go ahead and tell everyone what we're going to do. All right. So we're doing a prospect wars, but we're not doing like college or whatever prospects. We're doing players that are in the NBA. So, I mean, technically they're not considered prospects, but they still are. Mm-hmm. I mean... You still don't fully know what these guys are going to be. Some due to injuries, some due to only being in the league one year, some mm-hmm. whatever. Um, there's multiple reasons why we don't know what they're fully capable of. And, I mean, Kevin Durant was still considered a prospect until, I mean, I feel like you're considered a prospect until you're, like, at least an all-star or something proven. like that. You, you have to be yeah. proven to not be a prospect. You have to be proven or unproven. I mean, you have yeah. to you have to meet those requirements. Like. Mm-hmm. Would you say Jaw is a prospect? No, I don't think no. he is at this point. Yeah, I think once you make like an All Star team mm-hmm. or you flame out of the league, like one or the other, yeah, you are not a prospect anymore. And or have been in the league long enough to where it's like we already know what you are. Yeah, um, which some of these guys. Uh, so kind of go, kind of break down how we're going to be comparing them because um, I I have a twist on some of mine that I wanted to kind of throw in. So give 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 everyone like the baseline of how we're comparing them. Um, is it going to be career outlook from this point forward? Who do you want to start a team with? Is it going to be one v one matchups? I mean, I think the way I'm doing it is based off of what they've shown me so far. Okay. Obviously, like you can't disregard that at all. Like mm-hmm. you can't just look at Kevin Durant versus LeBron and be like, okay, what are they going to be for the rest of their careers? Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to look at what they've done in the league already. Mm-hmm. But also, I'm gonna I'm looking at like who would I basically rather start my career with okay and also who has like the best career trajectory now because like okay. I'll, I'll just go ahead and say like the first one that i have written down okay. is a wild one it's mobley evan mobley versus zion williamson Crazy. like complete two complete different players like one is an offensive juggernaut that has struggled to play due to injury the other one is a defensive juggernaut that is really good on the offensive end and is on a really good team, mm-hmm. especially now that they just traded for uh, Donovan Mitchell. Ida. Um, okay. Do you so want to like, kind of? But there are multiple ways you can look at it. Obviously, we don't. We might not be viewing people the same way just mm-hmm. because, like, I'm. I base mine off of what have you done and what is like your future projection, like on this team, basically. Okay. So let's kind of do it in like three categories to where we're like, okay, trajectory wise, like career trajectory career thus far and then start a franchise with i think the trajectory one and the start a franchise with are probably going to be about the same so really only two categories um but i mean there could be players where we just give it to them overall and we just don't even care what you've done so far i'd rather just take the the coin flip of a younger guy over the proven asset um so yeah let's go into that first one give me uh give me kind of your thought process why you think they should be compared um and then kind of hint at who you think is the loser of it 
I mean, I can, I can just go ahead and say who my winner is. Okay. And I think okay. I think you already know. Like, mm-hmm. I'm too high on Evan Mobley. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, if you can be too high on somebody, like, I think that's how I am with Evan Mobley because having that six foot eleven, seven foot, I mean, basically shot creator. I mean, he can handle the ball. He's not even going to be asked to do that as much now. But mm-hmm. I mean, you look at the Cavs team. I'm going to say like this is the career trajectory wise. Okay. You look at the Cavs team. There's three All Stars on the team, but I think the player that hasn't been an All Star is the best player on the team, and he was a rookie this past year. I mean, I I think that highly of Evan Mobley, but I'm not going to go out and say, oh yeah, he's like I would take him easily over him. Like, if I were starting a franchise, that's who I would want just because I think it's easier to build around him because, one, he can – he's really good on the defensive end. So you don't have to have defensive juggernauts put around them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most defensive juggernauts are not going to be Clay Thompson where they can shoot and defend. Mm-hmm. Most of them are going to be like Herb Jones. Mm-hmm. I mean, Herb Jones is somebody that you have to put it with Zion – but if Zion's not a 35% shooter, Herb isn't 35% shooter. Mm. I mean, there's already two players that are not, like, league average shooters. Kind of like the 76ers issue, running Ben Simmons with Embiid. Exactly. When Embiid can shoot, but he's not – you don't want him playing in that role. Whenever ben, When Ben Simmons is on the floor, you kind of have to let him play that center role, even though he's not the center. And you, then you have to force Embiid to shoot more just so that people mm. are like – Okay, let me guard Embiid on the perimeter. So, like, because I don't want him shooting. Because mm-hmm. Ben Simmons ain't going to shoot. <laughs> so, I mean, there's two people already clogging up. But with Evan Mobley, I think because he's a competent shooter, I think he can hover around the 40% uh, from three for his career. I mean, even if it's not on a high volume of shots. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he's on the perimeter, you gotta you got to go to him. Mm-hmm. But then on Zion's case, I mean, offensively, yeah, he's he averaged twenty seven points. Yeah, about to say. Yeah, I mean Z- Zion's probably gonna be my pick in this just for the. I think I think Zion just has the like, the game breaking aspect that I don't know if like, like is Mobley's game breaking. I think his defense can be like Rudy Gobert level. I think he can actually be an anchor that you completely completely build around. I think he can be a center. We've talked about this multiple times before, but I don't know if I think. I think Zion's offense is at this point a large – how do I want to say this? The margin between Zion's offense to Mobley's offense versus Mobley's defense versus Zion's defense I think is bigger in Zion's side. I think his offense is is bigger, um, the margin that, that I will say. Um, putting up 27 points per game to me is – I mean, how many players can actually put that up that amount? Like, Not a lot. Um, so I, I, I would say definitely career thus far, I feel like I have to go Zion. Trajectory-wise, I mean, it's hard to say because I, I want to pick Mobley because he has the defense. I know it's there. I mean, we discussed him multiple times almost getting defense player of the year nods this season. Um, and I just have to see that offensive run. Like, it's hard to it's hard to give pick Mobley in that, at least now uh, up to this point, seeing that he put up, what was it, 12 points per game his rookie season? like 15. Uh, 15, like – Obviously, like, that's not nothing. That's, that's that's still a good number. But, like, seeing Zion put up 22 his rookie season and then 27 on 61 games, like, it's just, like, a number where it's, like, very hard to, you know, compare against. Um, so, with 
The one thing I will say is how I compared the two was, you know how you said offense, offense, defense, defense? Mm-hmm. What I compared was I think Evan Mobley's defense is equal to or honestly I think it it's equal to or better than Zion's offense, defense versus offense. Mm-hmm. And then when you compare Evan Mobley's offense versus Zion's defense, like if you say that uh, – Offense and defense are the mm-hmm. same for Zion Mobley. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mobley's offense is probably two times better than Zion's defense. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I was comparing it because, I mean, you're not going to get a straight one-for-one one mm-hmm. on offense-offense just because Zion technically has been in the league three years. He's mm-hmm. probably played the amount of one season. Mm-hmm. But He's like 87 games or something like that in total, something yeah. like that. And um, – Evan Mobley obviously missed some time this past year. He wasn't the focal point on offense. Like, when Zion was in the game, Zion had the ball. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, you, your point guard back then was Tomas Santorotsky. Mm-hmm. Like, you didn't have somebody to bring the ball up like you had a Darius Garland for Evan Mobley, which, most cases, like, it's better to have that all-star guard mm-hmm. just because it's going to make your game easier. I mean, we, we saw Darius Garland take that step, and it made – I mean, you can't separate his growth from Mobley's. Like they, they were definitely complimenting each other on that on that season. Like working together, you could tell after the All Star break. Like, obviously they didn't win as many games, but you could feel that connection. Especially when we saw Jared Allen uh, miss some games. I thought that was that big test for Mobley that he really impressed me on. Um, so let's let's go on. Um, I have one for you, okay. um, McCall Bridges. I know you're a big fan of McCall Bridges. We both kind of like the lanky aspect of it. He was your Divas Play of the Year pick, correct? For this upcoming season, yeah. Okay. Um, Actually, I, I might have had him for Defensive Player of the Year this past year. You might have, honestly. We, it, that might be worth well, checking back I'll on. I'll have to find that. That would be kind of cool because I know we – I think I picked Luca this year and I picked him last year. That's, that's kind of funny. Um, what can I say? We're stuck in our ways. Hmm. Um, so one thing that I'm keeping my eye on, just to kind of preface the, the comparison, is that McCall Bridges, to me, I've always been like – can he get his offense to X player's level? If he can, he is that superstar. Like, you cannot take it away from him because I think his defense is higher than this other player. Okay? Um, so, McCall Bridges or Jalen Brown? Okay, they get compared a lot. Body type-wise, I would say they're about as close as you can get someone. Like, uh, just straight up body type-wise, play style-wise. Um, I think McCall Bridges' defense is astronomically better than Jalen Brown's. And I understand that, like, Jalen Brown gets the nod for being a good defensive player. I kind of think he's just really athletic, and he's in a great scheme. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a good defender, but I don't think he's the level that, like, of the ball stopper that McCall Bridges is. Um, Also, Jalen Brown has Marcus Smart and five other amazing defensive players around him, so it kind of – that definitely helps him out a little bit. Um, And now on the Jalen Brown side, he does have that offensive, like, trigger in him where, like, he could take over a game and drop 40 – and y'all win just because he went off. And I don't I don't believe we've seen that enough with McCall Bridges. Um so I and this kind of like ties back to the first the first comparison we did like I I gave Zion the nod because I think his offense that margin was bigger than uh you know, I'm, I'm going to rehash the whole thing. I think I'm giving McCall Bridges this one because I think his defense is that much better than Jalen Brown's that their offense Yes, you might get some like takeoff takeoff nights with Jalen Brown dropping 30, 35, something like that. That you're not going to get as often with McCall Bridges, but I think he has that in in the repertoire that he can build into. So just looking through their stats because I didn't have it pulled up before. Mm-hmm. Um, McCall Bridges shot 
just he shot just a hair under 37% from three this past season. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then he shot 83.5% from the free throw line compared to Jalen Brown shooting just under 36% from three. And then he shot 76% from the free throw line. Interesting. And so I would have never, never guessed that McCall Bruce is better free throw shooter than Jalen Brown. Yeah. So both for three point and free throw percentage are mm-hmm. both better than Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Jalen Brown has a higher amount of takes. Mm-hmm. Jalen Brown shot seven threes per game this past season, and McCall Bridges shot 3.8. So there's two ways you can look at that. Um, you can look at it, would McCall Bridges be, would his percentages go down on a higher usage rate mm-hmm. shooting-wise, like finishing a possession with his shot mm-hmm. um, free throw-wise or three-point percentage? Or would it, I mean, would he make that many more points. I mean, if you double his uh, three-point attempts, you get 2.8 makes per game, and that's about the amount of uh, three-point attempts that Jalen Brown has more than Bridges. So you bring that up, you still shoot that 37%. You're making almost three three-point, or you're making almost basically one and a half more three-pointers per game. So add four and a half points to your uh Point per game total so what, like that brings you, yeah, like almost that. to nineteen points. And Jalen Brown's at twenty three this past season. Yeah, this this past season, Jalen Brown scored twenty three points per game, and then you go take the free throw percentage, seventy five percent. Obviously, Jalen Brown took four point eight. McCall mm-hmm. Bridges, I don't think their play styles are the same. Like, I think I agree. I don't that. think Jalen Brown will, or I mean, uh, McCall Bridges will ever be like above three free throws attempted per game because mm-hmm. this past season 1.9 yeah. but i mean even if he gets to that three free throws per game like say he gets fouled on a three-pointer every game mm-hmm. i mean yes that's crazy but i mean it's possible you take that you add on another was that 1.2 no nah, i mean he's he's if yeah, they the same usage they're the exact same points per game to me yeah basically i mean and then um on the defensive end you just tack on that additional defense that I think McCall Bridges has, mm-hmm. and boom, you have a player that could be the same level or slightly better just because the defense is a lot better. And, you know, obviously most people are going to take that known commodity over the what if this happens. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, Poku could turn into Giannis. I mean, well, I do want to stop and talk about that for a second. So Poku weighed in at 210. For media day today mm. thunder had our media like day 20 pound yeah so his first season he was 195 I was say. last year he was 190 and now he's 210 who the hell let him lose five pounds <laughs> i don't know in that but, whole span who let him lose that i don't know but if he's legitimately 210 that feels like a lie it, but, i hope it is true but okay like it could, again like you could be like was he really 190 last year, or yeah. were they just, like, sandbagging it? Or yeah. is he really 210 this year? Mm-hmm. But, it, bro, if he's 210, I mean, Gian, Giannis came in the league at, what, 188 or something like that? Yeah, 885 or 88, yeah. And now he's, like, 240. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, if it, it, Poku's on, like, that same trajectory, <laughs> weight-wise, weight-wise. Mm-hmm. And I think that Poku is a way better three-point shot, even though the shot is flat. But I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that known commodity versus the – what if possibility mm-hmm. like just going back to this last draft i mean we were talking about 
do we want the known commodity in, say, like Ben Matherin? Or do we want the question, like, could he be the next superstar in mm-hmm. Shaden Sharp? Okay. Like, there's that. We know he can be good, mm-hmm. but if we give him the same amount, like, yeah. could he be better? Or do we want to just play it? Say, like, say if you're making a trade, you can do the same exact trade for McCall Bridges or Jalen Brown, and you're going to put them in the same exact role. I mean, I think that it's either 50-50 that you're going to take this one or this one, or, I mean, like, who would you take in that case? Like, are you talking about for the start of the franchise right now? Let's let's do, say, the Bucks right now. Okay. Which one would you rather have? Like, you, whatever trade packet. You're going to put them in the same starting three role. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to say a trade package. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, you're doing a trade either way, and you kind of have that longevity kind of attached into the thing, the yeah. thought process of it. So I mean, I, you're doing the same like, exact trade the entire way. I feel like I want. I want to pick McCall Bridges, mm-hmm. and that's why I have him there. But I feel like I should take Jalen Brown for the proven, the proven points with the usage, not the the yeah. hope of the double. You know what I mean? I feel like and, I I want to take McCall Bridges, but and I mean on some teams like obviously the Thunder I would I would like Jalen Brown mm-hmm. like if I knew McCall Bridges was going to be greater mm-hmm. than like if I put him in a bigger role if I knew you know maybe he becomes Jalen Brown mm-hmm. then you know I would take that swing mm-hmm. like if the trade package is the same though I think I want that known commodity mm-hmm. and I think both teams value those two yeah. the same amount so like. You would have to trade Lou Dort for them or Lou Dort for them, you yeah. know. So that's where I come in and I'm just like, I'm probably going to take the known commodity here mm-hmm. just because, yes, McCall Bridges could be a defensive player of the year. But Jalen Brown honestly could be all defense first or second team. Mm-hmm. And he's been an all-star yeah. and he's already averaged 25 points per game. Mm-hmm. So, like, why wouldn't I take the guy that's – almost double the points per game, been an all-star, and I don't think the defense is that much of a drop-off. Agreed. But don't worry. I love McCall Bridges. <laughs> like, I think he's going to be Defense Player of the Year this year. Um, so, and I'm going to give you your hard one. I'm oh, sorry. Shit. I have to. Okay. I have to. Okay. You know. Anthony Edwards versus Jalen Green. This is another one of those known commodity versus could he potentially be better? Like, both of them are still young. Like, I think Anthony Edwards could end up being a 30-point-per-game scorer in the league. Like, just me personally. And then Jalen Green. If not, if could not get at, least, to there. at least at 25 mark, 100%. Yeah, and I think Jalen Green has the potential to be, like, obviously that 20, 25, in that 20 to 25, 27 range because what he showed at the end of this past year, I'm not going to get started on, like, a 10-game sample size, mm-hmm. but – I mean, if he comes out this season and is playing the same way he did to end this past year, mm-hmm. I mean, him and Anthony Edwards, I think, are on pretty similar paths. And while you don't want to have to choose one, mm-hmm. obviously you have to at some point. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you have the floor on this one. And you take – I mean, I know you want to take Jalen Green. I do. I do want to take Jalen Green. But I – uh, it's Anthony Edwards. It really is because he, even if right now, Sean, okay, let's say we did a redraft of last year's class right this second, okay. 
Let's go. Let's go ahead and do it. Let, Same teams and everything. Let, let but just like a short. But now put Anthony Edwards in in that draft. Where does he go? In in last year's draft, if let's say Anthony Edwards as a same thing, like we know what he's done in the NBA or no? Let, let's say we've known. Let, let's right now we're redrafting after one year with all the all the rookies, and then Anthony Edwards is now in that class. Where does he go? He's is he probably, one? He's probably one or two. I think he's one. Yeah, which which I mean, and that alone just makes it to where like I have to take him over Jalen Green. As much as I love Jalen Green, and I like I like, I think he can be. This like jaw level superstar, which is such like a lazy comparison, putting him to jaw or like Westbrook and all that kind of stuff. Everyone's already heard it, but I mean, we've already seen Anthony Edwards do that. It's it's the yeah. same thing with the Jalen Brown, McCall Bridges, and but on top of it, we've seen Anthony Edwards do that on a team that goes to the playoffs and win. And that alone, as much as we want to say like, oh, it's it's situation, he can't control everything. He obviously, unless you're like a LeBron James type prospect, you can't just you know make your team into winning. Um, Especially the Timberwolves. Yeah, I, I think I think I'm gonna have to go Anthony Edwards. I also think it's hard to not pick him whenever like we're counting like career trajectory, and I think he's in s- such a better situation than Jalen Green. And I think that's where I'm gonna come in and say like team wise. I mean, the way I'm looking at Mobley versus Zion is like team wise. I think that obviously the Timberwolves have. Three former All-Stars on the team as well. I mean, D'Angelo Russell was an All-Star in Brooklyn. Uh, Kat's been a multi-time All-Star, All-NBA player. And Rudy Gobert's been a multi-time All-Star, Defensive Player of the Year, and All-NBA player. And then you look at the Rockets. Obviously, they're in rebuild mode. So you're not going to expect them to have that, mm-hmm. any of those. Yeah. And, I mean, yes, Jalen Green is the definitive number one talent on that team. But... When you look at the Timberwolves, like I love I love Cat as much as any Timberwolves fan in the entire Minnesota area. But I think Anthony Edwards is probably the best player on that team. I'd probably agree with that. And that is coming from the just the guard versus big theory because mm-hmm. yes, the two players that have been number 1 and number 2 in D, uh MVP votes the past 2 years have been centers. Previ- the previous, like, 15 years, I mean, you always had a guard in there, and you rarely had a center. Mm-hmm. So it's the guard over center theory, but Anthony Edwards, I think I have to go with Bro, best player-wise and career trajectory-wise. Their stat lines are ignorantly close. Like, if you just look at their rookie season, like, I obviously Anthony Edwards put up two more points per game, which, like, isn't nothing. I'm yeah. not trying to gloss over that, but, like, I... I'm talking like usage percentage is almost identical. Um, offensive rating is almost identical. Defensive rating is almost identical. Their uh, value over replacement is almost identical. Like, what's kind of weird about what? that is that the Timberwolves had Cat and, yeah, and like, did they have Wiggins his rookie year? I think they did because he went. He went to. So he, why wouldn't Jalen Green have a higher youth? That's that's, that's kind of weird to me. And, and and that's why, like, as I was digging, like, I was trying to let you finish before I like, cut you off. But, like, he was only at 23% usage percentage. Theoretically, like, I mean, 17.9 points per game. That kind of ties into, like, my whole, like, theory of, like, I mean, he could be, you know, the, one of our breakout guys. But it's, like, I mean, if he bumps that up 4% in usage, like, is he, that's that's the 20 points per game right there. He put up 17.9 his rookie season. Like, I don't know. Again, I would probably take Anthony Edwards over Jalen Green as much as I'm, like, gritting my teeth saying that. Um, I feel like I have to. I just, I've just seen a sample size 
big enough with Andy Edwards and the blow up games in more consistency. Yeah. That it's 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 a it's a it's a have to pick. Don't get me wrong. I mean Jalen Green, I mean those last ten, fifteen games were mm-hmm. incredible. Like Rockets fans should be ecstatic to have a player that can score like that. Mm-hmm. But one thing you just have to worry about is I mean, is that gonna be how he plays the rest of his career where he's right. gonna be I mean he probably would if he didn't have that ten to fifteen game explosion, he probably would not have made either all rookie team. Yeah, and I, would, I would probably. Agree I with mean, that. Rockets fans would be like going insane. They'd be like, "We only have Alperin Shingun. Like, take Jaden Ivey. Like, that is how I believe that draft would have gone if Jalen Green didn't have those last ten to fifteen games. And I mean, no slight at them, but I mean, I'm glad I don't have to deal with the you know is this gonna be consistent or is this gonna be like in every like game thing like am i gonna have a potential 25 point per game score or am i gonna have a 31 night 10 to 12 the next four nights and then another 30 game it's like that's like a bench player like that's something that you i mean trey man does that trey Mm -hmm. man has a 12 point game and then two 30-point games because he scored 20 and a quarter. Like, that that's just scary to me. Um, but, yeah, yeah Jalen Green is a crazy talent that I would love to have at some point. Mm-hmm. So his I – was, I was actually trying to add that up. So do you remember how many games it was that I should be taking out of the sample? What do you mean? Isn't it like 10? It's about 10 to 15, yeah. Okay. I'm trying to get the, the average. I'm using the game log for it. Okay. Um, One second. Sorry. I literally just closed the tab that I was <laughs> adding it up on. Okay. So in the games, obviously he did miss a, a span in there where he missed like, I would say, 10 games uh, in December. So if you don't count those games at the end, it's a 15.6 points per game and then a, a way even lower usage rate. A negative plus minus, we already know that. So, still, definitely, he, I mean, he got a two, a little over two point, point per game increase from those last 10 games. I mean, we saw a 40 piece in there. We saw two two or three 30 point games. Like, de- definitely was a big factor in his, in his value. Yeah, you um, take out the last nine games of the season. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he had one game during that nine game span where he had under. 23 points mm, and it was and an eight point it was an eight point yeah. game yeah. and i mean when you go back past that 23 point game i mean you have eight 17 8 20 22 17 11 which i mean 30 you had 32 right after that mm-hmm. i mean you had great scoring games in there but there was just no consistency within it at all mm-hmm. that that's just not something that i could bank on having and I mean, Shea had that a similar thing at the end of the year where he scored, I mean, thirty three points per game for the after the All Star break until he got shut down for the final six games. Mm. Which I mean, yes, that's like it, it's great to have those crazy scoring games, but I just have to have consistency in there. And I agree. The one thing I will say is they did finish the season as the worst team in the league two seasons in a row which obviously Jalen Green wasn't on it, one of them. In this upcoming season, most people have them pegged as the worst team in the league again. Like, mm-hmm. it's between them, the Spurs, and the Jazz, which, I mean, having to play the Spurs and the Jazz three to four times each will help mm-hmm. you because you have better talent than them. Mm-hmm. But 
it's just scary. Like there, there's only been one other team in the history of the NBA that has done that, <laughs> and that was the Vancouver Grizzlies right before they moved to Memphis. So I mean, if they do that, are out. they going to get moved? <laughs> Seattle. That would be kind of sick. Wouldn't that, that be would so really? Funny. That would really roof. I'd be like, oh my. I'd be like, Beck, you got a new team. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you, you can't be a Bucks anymore. I'm going to need you to root for them so I can also root for them. <laughs> um, okay, one that's a little bit different than kind of the ones we've done before. Um, this one's going to be just more of like, who would you rather have? Okay, it's a little bit different because we, we picked mostly young guys up to this point. Um, and I have like a few that I kind of want to sprinkle in because I think yours are centered a little bit different than the, the other two that I have after this. Um, Andrew Wiggins, we mentioned him a little bit. Uh, leaving the Timberwolves on the Warriors now, obviously. Got an all-star nod last season. Or Gary Trent Jr. I think those players shouldn't be close, and they really are. I, I think they shouldn't be close to me, but every single time I look at like the stats comparatively between them, and th- this can be just feel, Sean. You don't have to pull any stats. That, I know this is like way off of like comparison from what we're doing with the other ones, but like, if you were in a situation, I mean, we can do this, this, the Bucks scenario, or we can do a different team, whichever. Um, I mean, who do you want? I think I'm going to, like, when I'm looking at it, I'm going to go with a team that, um, like, is on the cusp of winning. Okay. So, like, you want to add that final piece to start, like, winning again. And I think Cavs are a pretty good team to choose for that. Okay. Um, or, I mean, honestly, we can... We can go to either the Warrior or let's let's do the Raptors actually. Okay, I'll say um, Raptors or Heat, something like that. Yeah. Um. So the Raptors have Gary Trent right now. Mm-hmm. Would you trade Gary Trent straight up for Andrew Wiggins? No, and that that's why I, I I would pick Gary Trent. I think he's good. I really do. I think I think Wiggins honestly has had the most like mid. It's a, such a bad term to use for, but it's such like a mid career. And then he got put in the best situation he could possibly be in of his whole career with a great coach, with a great team built around him, with one of the most prolific point guards of all time, with one of the most prolific defenders of all time, and he looked good. Like, and I don't want to take away from him for having, having such a good season, getting an all-star nod, but like... what? Okay, what if they were picked at different spots? Like what if, if Andrew if Wiggins was picked round two, 37th? What if he was picked 37th overall in the draft? And Andrew Wiggins was having all this success. Yeah, and I guess that's like the anchoring bias, but it's like, well, that's a, that's where I'm like. I think I would almost want Gary Trent more though. That's the thing. Like, like if Gary Trent was a former number one overall pick in the draft, yeah, and these were the stats he was putting up. I mean, yes, like I remember we were debating over Jabari or Andrew Wiggins. Mm-hmm. I mean, we see how that it turned out. Neither. Like Jab- Jabari is out of the league, and Andrew <laughs> Wiggins is getting this. Sympathy Warriors, mm-hmm. like, all-star vote, mm-hmm. where, I mean, you technically can't take that away. I mean, like, did he deserve it? No. But is he an NBA champion now? Yeah, yeah. he is. Um, and, I mean, he's – as much as people have been down on Andrew Wiggins, he's a phenomenal player. Like, I, if I was getting him on, like, the Thunder, I wouldn't complain. Like, because he's turned his game around to where, does he have to score? No. Can he score? Yeah. I mean, he can have those 30-point outbreaks in the games. Like, honestly, he was he is a player that I would love for the Thunder to trade for whenever, like, 
next season rolls around and we're like fighting to be good again. I mean, he's a player I would love. And I think you can consider him more of like that potential star. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, more in a Tobias Harris role. Whereas Gary Trent is more of a Jordan Poole, Tyler Hero type of guy. Because I think his defense is terrible. I think Gary Trent's defense is like very bad. And I think Andrew Wiggins is really good on defense, which is where, I mean, obviously we're, I think we're disagreeing on this. Mm. You pick Gary Trent and I'm picking Andrew Wiggins. Um, I'm not trying to sway you on this, mm-hmm. but I mean, this way, this season, Andrew Wiggins looked amazing he on defense. That does help because you have one of the top three defenders of all time, I think, in Draymond, even though I hate him to the fullest extent. And you have probably the second best, maybe the best point guard of all time. You have a phenomenal shooting guard, second best shooter of all time. I mean, you have a stacked, legitimately stacked team. But you were seen as a negative asset to the point where the Timberwolves had to trade you and a pick that ended up the sixth overall pick Mm -hmm. for D'Angelo Russell. And now people are viewing that trade as, wow, the Warriors demolished you in this trade. Yeah. So... Was it the Timberwolves organization? If Andrew Wiggins started his career on the Cavs instead of getting traded for Kevin Love, Mm -hmm. how will we be talking about him now? Like, he could be a champion. I mean, like, it is. I can't see his career trajectory, like, any other way than just being a 17 to 21 point per game scorer that just. I mean, like, obviously that's not nothing. Like, I'm hoping Jalen Green scores 20 points per game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But, obviously, I, I, I think I am a little bit being held back by the whole, like, anchoring of being like, dude, you were taking number one overall, you know? And I, I, I know I can't tie that to him in this type of comparison. I just think I would rather have – I think it's easy. it would be easier for me to root for and move an asset like Gary Trent than it would be for Wiggins. I just don't think you'd get as much is the problem. And, obviously, two different franchises, I mean – you traded D'Angelo Russell, a former all-star, to get Andrew Wiggins in a top seven pick. Top six pick. No, seven mm-hmm. pick. Um, and then you traded Norman Powell to get Gary Trent. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at the trade packages, they're... Yes, you can go with him and be complete. Like, you could be completely satisfied with your answer. I think I am completely satisfied with my answer because... Mm-hmm. Obviously, I was so high on Andrew Wiggins coming into the league. I mean, his nickname was Maple Jordan for crying out loud. <laughs> like, uh, looking at his looking at his nicknames, they're kind of funny. Maple Jordan, Junior Jordan, the Prospect, Mister Fantastic, Wigs, Two Way Wigs, which I'm assuming he got that last one this past season. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I like the. I just like how Andrew Wiggins is a defensive player now. Mm. And it's like, I'm trying to... He could be like the next Iggy. I could see that. Like Nuggets I mean, and first-year Warriors that, Iggy. And I think that contributes to winning more, especially if he's like a third or fourth option compared to like Gary Trent. To put Gary Trent into the best possible role, all I want him doing is shooting. I don't want him doing any creating. Like, I want my guards doing all the creating. 
and I can guarantee that Andrew Wiggins can create for himself. Hmm. That's the only thing. Hmm. So, I, I can see that. Yeah, I can see, so I can see that. I mean, there's there's multiple ways to look at it. Obviously, we were both looking at it different ways, and we disagree. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm not I'm not mad that you are picking mm-hmm. him. It would help in like if we were doing a draft and I got to take Wiggins and you just got to take him in, it would mm-hmm. be like, okay, we don't care. Sick. Um, mm-hmm. So next one, two guys that we both said should have been number one. One ended up being the number one pick. The other one ended up being the third pick. We're going LaMelo Ball versus Cade Cunningham. Okay, I have, okay. A, I have a LaMelo one as well, so we'll do that right after okay. this. Sounds good. We can actually rank all three together if you want to. Go ahead, let's do it. Donovan Mitchell. LaMelo, Cade, Donovan Mitchell. This is hard. I feel like that's like... Donovan Mitchell is just like so much older in my mind than them. He, I know, but he's not. Where it's like, isn't he 25, about to be 26, or is he 26? I, I, let me look. Let me look before I take him. Right okay. Thing. So, Cade, obviously the youngest of them all. LaMelo, second youngest. I mean... He has the second youngest triple double in uh, NBA history behind Josh Giddy. Um, uh, if I okay, Who, who's third? I think that's the easiest to figure out. Is it? I, I, I you would think. I don't think it is because. <laughs> Who I mean, do you like, think is number one? Is that career easy? trajectory wise? I think I'm going with Cade. But, like, so far what they've done in their career, I'm going Donovan Mitchell because he's been in the league longer and he's proven more. Yeah, LaMelo is so really like just stuck in the middle. He's stuck in the middle on both of them. So, like, okay, so career trajectory-wise, I mean, looking at the team, Melo probably is last. LaMelo's the same age as Cade, by the way. Is he? Holy fuck. Like, the exact same? Like, within days. Oh, like, Cade, actually, Cade's birthday was yesterday. Awesome. Happy birthday, buddy. 21 Lenny. years old in one day. So that's kind of cool. And then LaMelo is 21 in 35 days. Okay. 21, 21 years old and 35. Um, so literally within a Poku month. Poku doesn't turn 21 until December 26. And then Donovan Mitchell's 26. So obviously, bigger difference. He came out as a sophomore. I mean, it's, it's And he's been in the league since 2017. Yeah. Um, so obviously, career trajectory-wise. Come on I now. have LaMelo last. Yeah. No. What? His team is so bad. That is the problem. <sighs> like, I'm, I am projecting how he is going to be with his team. Like, they're pre- they might get a top five pick this year. I think they're going to be that bad. I hope they do. I hope they do, though. I mean, yes, if you add Victor Wimbanyama, but Donovan Mitchell still has Darius Garland, Jared Allen, and Evan Mobley <laughs> on his team. Like, Donovan and, Mitchell and, still has that. And Donovan Mitchell has never put up a season that he didn't score 20 points per game. And then Cade has yet to even put up a 24 per game season. Okay, but like it's Cade has, this, I think is... Cade has a better team already built than LaMelo does. And I think that the Pistons front office is more in, like I think the Hornets front office is a inept. Like okay, okay, okay. I for forget cuz I think this one is too hard to be like on their on their seat on on the teams around because I think we have the same order for that. I think we both have Donovan Mitchell, he's in the best situation. Second best is Cade, and then Lamelo. Mm-hmm. I think we both agree on that, so we don't even need okay. to. Go on. I, th- I think that's obvious. Yeah, that's just ownership stuff. Yeah. If you so let's do the if you were starting the franchise right now, obviously there's an age bias with Donovan Mitchell. The other two are basically the same age. Or you yeah, think I'd, in there? If I'm starting a team now, 
I'm probably I, I'm just gonna throw Donovan Mitchell out the window just oh, because like I can't I can't start a franchise with a 26 year old. You know that? Like, oh yeah, say you're starting a I franchise know, right now. Bro. You can't pick Donovan Mitchell. He's so good. Bro. I know he's, he's so good. So good. But look <laughs> again with the Zion thing. You're gonna have to draft defensive juggernauts to put around him. Around Donovan Mitchell? Yeah, Donovan Mitchell is not a good defensive player. I'm even stressed about it. He's had Rudy Gobert his whole career. That's a, that's the only reason. I'm not I'm not even going to go into detail on why I don't want Donovan. Obviously, I think Donovan Mitchell is an incredible player, and I think that he makes the Cavs a top four seed in the East. Um, I'm gonna go if I'm te- if I'm starting a team now. I'm going Cade. Oh my god! You, I'll tell you why. I think he's the best defensive player out of the three. He's a six six. Six six? I think he's six six. He is six six two twenty. Okay. What he is on basketball reference. Six six two twenty. Mm-hmm. And Lamella okay. he's Lamella's easily, weight is incorrect. They met one eighty. I feel like that's wrong. That's there's no way Cade is forty pounds heavier than him. I don't think so. Okay. Cade, his rookie year. Seventeen and a half points, five and a half rebounds, five and a half assists. Okay. If you're doing that as a rookie. And you're playing good defense, like mm-hmm. almost the almost an identical stat line to Lamelo as a rookie. Cade had a little bit more points, but what what was Lamelo's steals and blocks per game his rookie year? One point six steals, point four blocks. He's had he's had that both seasons. Okay, Cade's was one point two and then point seven. Yeah, I mean, and what I will say, maybe. what I will say is Lamelo was playing with grown men, so I think and. He played. Lamella's I think so Lamelo is so far He's ahead. He's so polished at yeah. twenty one, bro. But, well, it does help that you played oh, on a yeah. varsity team oh, as an eighth grader. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> and I mean, you played with Lonzo Ball, who's one of the best defenders in the league right now, mm-hmm. and Leangelo Ball, who probably should have a freaking contract in the NBA. Um, Anyeka Okungwu, sixth pick in the draft a couple of years ago. I mean, you've played with good players your entire life, mm-hmm. and. Cade, I don't think has had that, but I just in uh, I I'm picking Cade. I don't even, I, I don't want to pick any of them. Why? Because they're so hard. Because yeah. I want I want Donovan Mitchell. I don't to be, want any of them, I want, but I want all of them. I want Donovan Mitchell to be in that conversation because what he's done his first what five seasons in the in the league are like kind of incredible. Okay, then let what. So take Donovan Mitchell out of this equation. We're just going to do Cade and Lamelo. Okay. Then after this, we're going to do Donovan Mitchell, the winner. Donovan Mitchell versus no, the winner. No, we're going to do Donovan Mitchell. We're going to do Booker, and we'll do the winner. The winner of no. Cade we'll do. And... We got to do another old okay, guy because okay. they're just going to get okay. thrown around as like, okay, I'll take him for the future, obviously, okay. like we're doing right now. Okay. And then, I mean, if we want to do three people, we can do. Jalen Brown or Shea or something mm-hmm. like that. Okay. So this one, we're just going to stay with LaMelo and Cade. Okay. Um, I'm going to take Cade. It's LaMelo for me. Okay. I mean, I hate it. And see, this is this is exactly where we were in the last one. Like, I'm okay with us choosing different ones because... I can't, I can't not pick LaMelo for the fact that he put up... What? Sorry, sorry. I'm trying to read as I'm speaking at the same time. Okay. LaMelo put up 39... Games of over twenty points this last season. Cade put up twenty five. I mean, 
were, are, are you or are you not drafting them to be your number one? If, if, if you're figuring out they're your number one, they mm-hmm. have to be the focal point of your offense, whether that's playmaking, creating, or it, that is being the primary scorer. I think we both agree on that. So then it comes down to, okay, LaMelo has to be the better scorer currently. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Being, I mean, obviously second-year player, but I, I think they are. I think he is. Um, now, who do you think is a better facilitator between the two? Just just as a playmaker running the offense? Um, probably, probably LaMelo. But I think, again, I think Cade's defense is so much better than LaMelo's that it's like that's just going to factor so much into the conversation because mm-hmm. if you're a two-way guy, then like you, you're going to have a spot on any team. Like LaMelo, he has to have the ball in his hands. Cade doesn't. I mean, I think Cade is going to be more able to play with anybody, and LaMelo is going to have to play where it's like Luca. Luca's not going to be able to play with another ball dominant guy. I don't, I, I think, I see that the other way though, because Cade shot 31% from three. I think he's a better shooter than that. I, I mean, think, I think he's as well. I mean, he shot, what was it like? He made like five threes a game in college. Like, yeah, I, Cade, I, I think Cade shot eighty five percent from the free throw line. Yeah. I mean Lamelo shot eighty three percent, but still, like I think, I mean, if you're a better free throw shooter, I don't think that Lamelo is six point four percent better at like a six point four percent difference on three point percentage mm. better than Cade. Like I don't, I don't think that at all. And so you're going Cade. I am going to go Cade. I got to go LaMelo. I have I, to. I think LaMelo is the more proven commodity. Mm-hmm. But out of the two, it's like if I'm starting if I'm starting a franchise, I think that Cade has proven. But I think he has so much more potential to show mm-hmm. that obviously it's going to come with a – he's only been in the league one year. He's been in the league two years. So we have two-year sample size compared to one. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yes, there's still question marks with Cade. But I think all his question marks are, how much better can he be? Not like, mm-hmm. oh, where are his flaws at? Whereas other players, you're like, okay, like, is he really that good? So do you think Cade, Like who did with Jalen Green? I agree with that. I think that's actually a perfect time. Do you think – when do you think it is before Cade is a all-star? And I know I'm not trying to, like, make that accolade to be the end-all, be-all. I'm, I'm more just curious. This has nothing to do with that conversation. Yeah. I'm done with that one. I'm curious, like, where you think that is. Because I, I don't think he can get it this year. I just don't think they win enough games. I think next season. Hey, they did just trade for Bojan Bogdanovic. That was so like so nobody sneaky. saw that. Like they should get tampering for that just because it's him. What? Fucking what? For the boy Bojan trade? No, not Bogdan. Oh, uh, uh, Bojan, the one, the other one. Okay, um, never mind. Yeah, that's, he's the old just one. Just salty. Not Bogdan, son of Bogdan. Did you know that's what Bogdanovich means? Like, Ovich means, like, son of. And so they do, like, the yeah. first name. Yeah, it's weird. What the hell? Um, I heard that one time, and I was like, Bogdan, son of Bogdan. Um, they didn't want to just make him junior. They are like, I don't think they have Bob. that overseas. I know, but I'm just like... like so, you like, Ovich is junior. That's kind of... Wait, does that mean... That means Nick is Nick, son of Toad. Right? Is that not? Hold on. It's O V I C, not O V I C. Oh my god, bro! <laughs> I was about to. I was about to change his name in my phone immediately. Nick, son of Toad, bro. 
Sean, I'm putting a flag for that that time. 47 minutes, Nick. Nick, tune in right now. That was for you. I'll be with him tomorrow, so I'll, oh I'll like, play it for him. Um, so when does he become an all-star? Like, if you had to guess right now, and then we can go to – let's do our last seasons. one after this. Not, not the 22-23 season, but the 23-24. I think he's a first-time all-star. Okay. He could be one this so upcoming year. So how many all-stars does LaMelo have at that same time? Do you count him – do you think he's going to be an all-star this year? Donovan Mitchell and DeJounte Murray both got added to the East. Donovan Mitchell is definitely going to get it over him. I don't think DeJounte will. I don't think they I don't Jalen Brown wasn't an all-star this year, and he's a guard. I'm tired of the Celtics getting two, bro. Yeah, you know, they they've been getting two just for record wise, and I'm kinda I mean, if you're if you're the number one seed in the East, you I should. agree. I agree. But I mean, y'all get two. Sometimes three. No, we don't well, get three. Well, you should. You should we don't get, get three. three. You should get three. I will say. I don't know. Because it's hard to choose between Drew and Chris. But so, um, so let's do that Donovan Mitchell one you were talking about. Okay. Donovan Mitchell versus Devin Booker. Do you want to add in a third player? Let's add... Uh, sorry, I'm trying to find one. Honestly, no. I don't think I do. I think it would just... I'm over, like overcom- going around the league. I, I, think, I think it would kind of overcomplicate it to add them in. Do you want me to add Jalen Brown in that same conversation? We could. Okay, we, could add, we could add either Jalen Brown or Shea. I mean... Uh, so what would it be? Donovan Mitchell? We can add Mitchell. all four if we want. I mean, you oh can just pick between one of them. Um, let's just do those two for age. Let's okay. Let's do those two for age. Proven-wise? Proven-wise is actually kind of hard if we're doing Booker versus Mitchell. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm trying to pull Booker up. was... Booker has been in the league two years longer than Mitchell. L. Um, Booker's <laughs> been to the finals. I don't care about that. I can't give him that, bro. It, I need to, it, it but adds. I don't, I need to, but I don't want to give it to him. It, it definitely adds. I don't know. I don't know their all star appearances versus so each Donna, other. Donovan Mitchell has three all star appearances. He's all rookie one time. Devin Booker is three all stars as well. He's been all NBA one time, but it was their finals run, and he was also all rookie. So honestly, almost identical uh, accolades in my opinion. <sighs> I they had they have blah, blah, blah. an almost identical career win share, which is funny as hell. They have an almost identical PER. They have almost the exact same career three-point percentage. They have almost the exact same field goal percentage. So who are you going here? And you don't get the excuse for, oh, he plays better defense on this one. So You really don't. I'm saying. So... Um... It's Donovan Mitchell for me. Um, he's and he's. Oh, I. I mean, they're honestly about the same age. They're separated by like forty days, so you're not really getting an advantage. There. There's a guy in college basketball this year that's older than Devin Booker. Ew. I think he's like 27. He's like the Chris Duarte that you thought he was. <laughs> he's older. Booker has been in the NBA. I think this is this is either going to be his seventh or eighth year. I think this is his seventh upcoming year. Eighth. Eighth? eighth. No way. Eighth, I swear. I'm looking at it. This oh, my God. This is eighth. This is going to be his eighth NBA season, and this guy is playing college basketball. Crazy. So let's do mm. their their career. Okay, let's say starting a team right now. You have nothing. All right. Who are – you're probably taking Mitchell. 
probably. I think I am. I just, I just, I don't, like... I honestly, if I get either one, I'm happy. I mean, that's, that's where I am. It's like, yeah. I think both of them bring the same amount of everything to the game. I feel like they don't usually get compared, but I feel like they're pretty similar. And they're not, they don't, I feel like they don't even really, they kind of play the same. Do I take Booker because he's good looking, like better looking? I mean, that's, that's like the Uh, only difference that they have. I mean, come on. um, Like defensively, I both think they're not, I think they're both like not good. Um, Booker, I don't know. I like, I'm, I'm serious when I say if I get either one, I'm happy. Like I, I will not be sad if I get either one of them. I think Booker, like that's the, I think Booker might be the correct answer, but I want Donovan Mitchell. I think because see, I want to go Booker. Booker has what one, two, three, four, the last five seasons, almost putting up twenty five points per game, and then Donovan Mitchell, on the other hand, has only been in the league for fucking four. Oh, sorry, sorry, five. I'm I'm tripping. Five. I'm tripping. Um. But has about the same points per game over the last four seasons. Like, I mean, like, do you have a preference playstyle wise? I think they play really similarly. Hmm. I think if you can build the right team around either one, they're gonna like. I think they are so similar in playstyle and like outcome wise that. Who would you rather run point for you? That I think that's the question. Probably Booker. Really? Booker's average, I think he's had a season where he's averaged like six and a half, seven assists per game. No? 5.3. Or so, sorry, I'm looking at Don Mitchell. I'm tripping. Uh, whatever his high, I think his highest is over six. He's a 6.8 in 2018. Yeah, so, I mean, running, having the ball in his hands more, I think I would go with... With a, with a career high usage percentage. I mean, that, I'm fine with that because, I mean, he was still, what did he score that year? 25 probably. I mean, he I mean, put 25 on the 25 and you said 6.8? Yeah. So, so 25 and 7. I so mean, that's better than some point guards. His would be 26.6, um, 4.1 rebounds, 6.8 assists. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I'm taking Booker in this one. He's had the better team. I, I can't even say that, honestly, because Donovan Mitchell has had a defensive player on the of the year on his team since he started his career. He's had Mike Conley, who got a Constellation All-Star appearance, Bojan Bogdanovic, like, Rudy Hassan Whiteside. I mean, he's had, he's had good players on his team. Jordan Clarkson, I mean, there's I'm just saying more as I go. Joe Ingles, like, I and, – And they're both 13th overall picks. Yeah, and then I mean, people try to add Tyler Hero into that, and Kobe's in that, and but yeah, Tyler Hero's third between those three, correct? Yeah, easy. Um, Just making sure. Yeah, I think I'm going Booker on this one, and but I mean, do you see how hard it was? It probably took eight minutes yeah. for me to get to this. Uh, they're so similar. I think Booker's the right answer, but I I enjoy watching Donovan Mitchell so much more than I enjoy watching Booker. I just don't like watching Booker. I don't know what it is. Like he doesn't he doesn't feel like. Tatum does to me. He doesn't feel like when he takes over, it's like, oh, yes, I have to watch this. And when Donald Mitchell takes over, it's like, yes, I have. When he was in the bubble going back and forth with Jamal Murray, that was must-watch TV. Mm-hmm. 
And I just kind of feel like I... I mean, I don't know. Book I, book I mean, you can't money. go wrong. Like, like I was saying, you cannot go wrong with... I don't even know who I would put in here as, like, a third that I think is close to these two. Like, one for one as a comparison. Like, would it have to be, like, a younger guy that makes you think between the two even more? For Say it one more time. Like, who, who would you add into this as a third that you actually think is close? Like, you think is actually like another hard decision. Like, Zach Levine, I think, is third, no doubt. Shay, you probably take him one. But, like, should he be one? Future trajectory, like, team trajectory-wise, I would... I mean, he, him and Donovan Mitchell, I think Booker's out of that. But I think it's between him and Donovan Mitchell if you're doing, like, the future. Mm. I mean, that you're just... Can, yeah. can you definitively take Shea over both of them? I don't. I don't know. Future wise, I think you can. Like not definitively. I think you can like tell yourself that Shea's future is going to be better. But obviously, like if Donovan Mitchell was still on the Jazz, I would take Shea. No questions asked every day of the week. Mm-hmm. But since Donovan Mitchell moved to the Cavs, I think there's more of a question. Um, can you? Yeah. Put- I think Jalen Brown is the only, like, other one you can add in. Would Jamal Murray be close? I mean, I haven't seen him play in Maybe, three but, years. yeah, his injury does yeah. put a lot of questions into it. Um, Where does Brandon Ingram rank on that for you? He's only 23. I, which kind of feels stupid. How Brandon Ingram is 23. Brandon is Ingram was right? in the 16th He's 25. Draft. He's 25. I was looking at his points per game. I was like, hold the hell up. How? Brandon Ingram is 23 points per game old. Yeah. <laughs> um, is he close? I don't know if he's – I don't know if he is. Brandon Ingram, I think, would probably be third. But, like, if you were to make a trade for any of those three today as as a team that's trying to be on the come up, if you're the Raptors, which one would you want? Same trade package for each one of them. Well, I don't want Brandon Ingram because I got five of him already on my team. <laughs> From the Raptors. Well, okay. Uh, team. Uh, I would pro- I would probably take Booker. I think Booker is the correct answer, and I don't. I just don't want him. Personally, I don't want him, but I think he is the correct answer. Okay. Hm. Is Cat? Where does Cat rank in that for you? Anyway. Obviously, a, a different positionally. But I think Cat's probably technically the best player out of all of those. That's what I'm kind of trying to get at. Like, I think he's probably best, but then it's like, do I not? Am I, am I going to turn down an All Star guard? Like. And I, I think it depends on what your team is going to – like, if you can – There's no one on your team. Say there's an expansion pick. draft. You see what players you can draft. Uh-huh. Which one could you build the best around him? Like, if you're going to get Donovan or Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker, and, like, Dwight Howard or Serge Ibaka, or you're going to get Cat and – DeJounte. No, not DeJounte. No, no, no. Um, Like – Kyle Lowry or something, just to, like, you know, get him money-wise off the books. Like, mm-hmm. which one are you taking? I mean, you could probably – there is more of an abundance of better guards than there is centers. Where do you put Jokic on that? Jokic is one. I think he is two, but – Jokic is far – I am taking Jokic over any of those players every single time. I, Same with Embiid. I think, I think I'm 100% with you, but I think people would argue that. Which I feel like they shouldn't, being back-to-back MVPs. But, like, I feel like it becomes up to a discussion. What about, what about like, Jokic, Giannis, or Embiid? You already know I'm taking one. 
I'm taking Giannis. One. I think Giannis should be the easy answer, but I think, I think Jokic would be like in question. I think Jokic is two. Yeah. I think Jokic. I think Jokic, I would definitely rather have Jokic over Embiid. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Well. All right, we're kind of wrapping up a little bit. I have one that I'm going to rapid fire. Sean has one or two, I believe, left, if I remember correctly. Um, so we'll kind of just rapid fire through those um, and then get you guys out of here. Um, this one is weird for me because I think they are so different. But this, this kind of goes to the same comparison as the Andrew Wiggins for Gary Trent type thing, okay? So don't think about trade value. Just think of which one do I want on my team, Okay. Julius Randle. Sean said, anyone. Anyone that's not Julius Randle I'll take. Okay? Yes, I did make that face. Yes, <laughs> I did. Or Malcolm Brogdon. A guy who probably isn't going to start for you. Hmm. So this kind of makes you balance like a starter who you know you can score, but you don't really appreciate the play style you have to play with him, you know, or the player that very seamlessly can fit into every offense, but probably can't be a starter for your team or a prolific scorer for your setup, you know? I'm going to go Julius Randle. I, and... Because he's like a 25-point-per-game scorer, mm -hmm. gets like 11 rebounds or something, and gets like five assists. But when you see their names, it feels like a Twitter poll would snap pick Brogdon, Right. I don't even know. Like, if it was okay, player wise, I think Brogdon is a very, very good player. Mm-hmm. But recognition wise, he's one of those players that are like skill level recognition. Mm-hmm. You know, on those like uh, charts that mm-hmm. they have, and that's one of those names that I would put in there as like skill recognition, like super low. Um, hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely going Julius Randle. I don't think that one's that yes. one's not too hard for me. I think it's actually a no-brainer, Julius Randle, but it does make it like it's it it is a no-brainer, but also like is it like you kind of have to like you kind of like second guess your pick because it's like oh Julius Randle and it's like eh. and I don't know that's kind of like the other. If I'm trying to get a filler piece, probably Malcolm Brogdon because I think he can. Fit seamlessly with a lot of players, mm-hmm. but Julius Randle is definitely the better player. Agreed. Um, Let me get your last one. My last one. So I had another one. If we wanted to talk about Anthony Edwards again, mm-hmm. I had him compared to or like going against Scotty Barnes, which they play completely opposite, kind of like that Zion Mobley one. But um, it's gonna be Ant for me. If you want to just pick that one, I'm, I think I would go Scotty. Just defensively, and I think that you can see so much progression offensively from Scott. You know how high I was on Scotty, like passing and ball handling mm-hmm. wise, prior mm-hmm. to the draft. That it's like, uh, I, I still see that upside there. Mm-hmm. I mean, he averaged five assists per game this past season. Um, but we're gonna go. We're gonna do. I know who you're gonna pick on this. So just elaborate on yes. why you're gonna pick him. We're doing the two Tyrese's. Tyrese Halliburton and Tyrese Maxey. Go ahead and tell everybody why you're picking Halliburton. Um, wow, I feel like I've had to reference that episode a lot. Episode 136. Again, I rambled off 10 minutes. Um, I think if I'm, if I'm building my team, I think it's 
it's almost like I feel like it's easier to find the player or like the archetype to fill Maxi's role, in my opinion. Now, if you think he can be that number one point guard, that's different. That's a completely different conversation if he can hit that. Um, I personally don't think he hits that. I think he is still that score first guard for you. And there's guys that you can just, you know, throw a second rounder on and they just score points, you know. And to some extent, like, I don't think his points are empty. For his rookie season, I definitely did. I, I did not want to give him credit for his points. You know, it, after watching him a little bit more, I kind of want to give it to him a little bit more. I just I, – I can't get enough of Tyrese Halliburton. If I could, like, buy stock in a player, I would I would own so much Halliburton. And it's ignorant how much I would have. Well, technically you can if you get into sports card collecting. Yeah. I will say, because I have a lot of Halliburton cards just because I know you like him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I mean, I like him too. But I also do have a lot of Maxi. Mm-hmm. And – Everybody um, is really big Maxi fans right now, just because of like, his scoring. Team is, wise, is appealing. His scoring yeah. is appealing. Oh, for sure, and he's more athletic. And mm-hmm. I mean, passing wise, Halliburton has it. Mm-hmm. Like if we're gonna put this into shooting, Maxi has it by a lot. I think because Halliburton's shot is just so. I'm slow. gonna say percentage wise, I might run that um, up, but and I think Maxi can get off his shot a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Um, Passing-wise, I think Halliburton has it by a good amount. Um, but Maxi is a really good passer, if you've, and especially like learning more from Harden and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, defensively, I don't, I don't think either of them are great yeah. defensively. I might, I might go Halliburton just because. I was going to give it see, to Halliburton for size. See, Halliburton's right. size, like arm length, like wingspan wise, is bigger, but Maxi is a lot more athletic. He kind of makes up for it. So that I don't think Max is a good I defender. He feels like a. I think he, it's more of a wash yeah. for defense. That it's like you could convince me either way, mm-hmm. but it's like if I had to choose, I'm like I'm okay with either answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I mean, athleticism wise, you're going Maxi every time, and that's gonna being able like being more athletic is gonna create so much more for you. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you look at it right now, and like people are picking Anthony Edwards over Shea because Anthony Edwards is a athletic specimen, and Shea is that is that like skill player that is still going to drop thirty on you, but he's going to do it unconventionally. It's kind of like Kevin Durant versus LeBron. Like KD is going to score more, but it's going to be so quiet, and then like LeBron. Or, I mean, even if you're comparing Westbrook to KD, like, you're going to know Westbrook had 35. You're not going to know KD had 35. You're going to look and be like, dang, KD had 35 on that? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, that's how Tyrese Halliburton is, which I mean, you can choose either. And I think career trajectory-wise, I just don't like the Pacers enough to pick them to be, like, a top-of-the-East team even with the team that they have right now. Mm -hmm. But if you have to pick one to start a franchise, I think it's pretty close, honestly. Like, I do like Halliburton a lot. But also, if you look at Maxi, when he's gotten to be the guy, he's, like, I would not be shocked if Maxi made the all-star team over Harden this year. Like, as teammates... I think they're pretty stinking close. 
and I don't. I think anybody was it couldn't. But I I do agree with you. But I I just I think he he would be deserving of it to an extent to where to get it. But I don't know if he'd get it. You know? See, like that's what I'm saying. Like if he's that close, where it's just name value mm-hmm. that it's like okay he's a lot better than we want to admit yeah. no matter what you think of that mm-hmm. so the one thing that's giving me pause is like obviously we give maxi like the scoring because i feel like his scoring is flashier than halliburton's and I, that's where i'm like a little stuck because like the way the thing is like so i what kind of made me like dive deeper into Halliburton was him being on JJ Reddick's podcast so much and the way he talks about the game and how he like uh I guess like interacts with like more veteran players he feels like a player that like is going to progress very easily like yes he's only 20 years old and that's like zero factor into kind of what we're talking about but it kind of is like it kind of does matter how you can age and how you can like hold value over time you know what I mean and with them having almost identical usages or usage percentages and Halliburton in the, obviously a smaller sample size in those, whatever it was, 19 or 20, 26 games, sorry, 26 games while on in Indiana, put up the exact same points per game as, as Maxi. Like, it kind of makes me feel like, all right, well, I'm just going to get five more assists per game for free, you know? But I get, I think it's a little more like play style wise. I think Maxi would be. I think, I think Maxi can very easily become like, you know, the bench scorer that we all see winning sixth man. I think it's very easy to see him as that. But I think Halliburton might have a a longer career, just based on play style. Would you agree with that? Um, yes, yes, and no. Mm-hmm. I don't think that. See, I think Maxi, like you saying that he could be that sixth man of the year guy, mm-hmm. is like the early year Harden, where mm. the only way I would be putting him as a six-man is if it's for team success. Okay. Now, when, like, you know, obviously he's on a really good team right now. Put him on another team. Say he's, like, the centerpiece of this Jazz rebuild, mm-hmm. like, instead of Colin Sexton. Like, he could turn into Harden. Okay. Like, I think that his scoring and his athleticism – and just his no, like his understanding of the game, his basketball IQ, is just like really high to where he could turn into Harden. Like obviously not that like MVP level, mm-hmm. but like you know his like first and second year where he was an All Star, like yeah. pretty. It's like crazy, like per thirty six numbers, and it's like okay, yeah. if you actually scale it up, which, which honestly is very similar to Maxi's. Like I, I was just looking at that, so Maxi had. A 23% usage percentage, but when you go and look at his per 36, he put up more points per game his rookie season than he did last season on per 36 basis. So, like, I don't know. Like, that's, like, crazy impressive to me, but I almost want to be, like, the only, my only pause is, like, in a way, like, technically he was less efficient with the more minutes, but that doesn't mean, like, that could also just be, like, okay, I'm used to, I'm used to playing – 15 minutes a game. Now I play 30. I got to get used to that and get ramped up to like this, you know, just more minutes. Yeah. The one, okay. So the one thing that will be a deciding factor for me is do I want someone that is going to like that I could count on to be my leading scorer of my team or do I want someone to control the offense? Like, I think that's where the difference is in these two where it's like, 
would I rather pick the scorer or the guy that's just going to take care of my offense? Like, would I rather have Kyle Lowry? Like, I think Kyle Lowry, Tyrese Halliburton is a good match. Or I don't want to use James Harden because that's like, obviously, you're going to pick James Harden over Kyle Lowry every time. I feel like it's Harrow. Maybe like Kyrie? Like Celtics Kyrie? Maybe? I can see it. That's I can a, see that's where it. that's probably the like Yes, like if you're trying to win kinda a championship. Like, kind of like Zach Levine a little, don't you? Like score first. I'm trying to think like more like in the age range yeah. of Kyle Lowry because yeah. like I think Kyle Lowry, Tyrese Halliburton is like a good matchup right there mm-hmm. where it's like those two are for sure. Yeah, I don't. I can't go like D Wade or anything. Is he Demar? That one's. I mean, I think he's. Kind of, kind of feel he could be. You know what I mean? Like, I think he's a better passer than Demar. Like I think if you get like the scoring from Toronto and the passing from San Antonio, <laughs> then yeah, probably Demar. But I think Demar was limited as like a shooter wise. Like yes, he's a mid range killer, but. I don't. I don't know. My my mind keeps going back to like Kyrie, or not. Not even pre-injury Derrick Rose, not John Wall. I think those are too like athletic for him. Mm. It's not like a Mike Conley. I mean, is is Maxi not just Jalen Green? I mean, Jalen Green is a rookie. Put up the same number that Maxi just put up last season. I mean, they. I, I honestly, I feel like if we looked up there. You know, part 36, all that kind of stuff. It'd be pretty similar. Yeah, I'm trying to think of, like, an older player. Because, mm. like, you don't want to compare Jalen Green to Kyle Lowry. Yeah. Just because, uh, like, yeah. you know, like, I want to pick somebody that's, like, more of a, has already been in the league. That's why my mind just Is keeps going Clarkson? back to... Is he Clarkson? I don't think he's just a six-man, though. Like, in, I mean, you, I, I know that's how, like, kind of how you see, feel. That's how I see him. Hmm. I don't know who it could be. I mean, I don't want to say, like, Andrew Wiggins, because that's just not... Mm. Like, I don't think his defense is as good, but is I think it's... Is he Score first guard. Kind of got some playmaking touch. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I can I mean, see it. You'd probably want Kyle Lowry in that mm-hmm. trade-off. Mm-hmm. I, if it was the Kyrie, I'd want that one, because, I mean... If Tyrese Maxey was on his own team and was the first scoring option... I think he'd be like 25, 20, yeah. What is it? What is he averaging now? 17.5. And he's behind second place MVP, Joel Embiid, behind Tobias Harris, behind James Harden. He's like third, fourth scoring option. I guess. Like when James Harden was on the Thunder, go back to his stats. You have that still pulled up? I can. James Harden on the Thunder, I mean, his scoring was way down in his OKC days compared to his Houston days. And, I mean, once he got his own team, he was scoring whatever he wanted every night because he always had it's the ball in his hand. It's hard to not – it's hard to, like, compare him to, like, Har- like Harden is the, like, peak outcome of all of those. Yeah, like, of, I mean, of course. Yeah. But, I mean, I think Halliburton's close to peak outcome is probably around, like, a taller Kyle Lowry. I mean, if we have to compare it to somebody, because, I mean, what's another tall play at your own pit? Mike Conley? But I don't think he has the defense of Mike Conley. Shea. Yeah, but, I mean, do you want to compare him to Shea? I would love to. Uh, 100%. I, I mean, stat-wise, like, he might even be, be better the first two seasons than Shea. 
Like maybe the first season, not the second season. I don't think because Shea's second season he started like, I mean he was third option mm-hmm. behind Chris Paul, Schroeder, Gallinari some nights, mm-hmm. Stephen Adams some nights. But like Terry's Halliburton has basically been like number one on well ever since he definitely definitely ever since he got traded to the Pacers he has been number one option. So I don't know. So I got, I had the Harden. Uh, let me go to his per 36 for the same. So I'm, I'm using 11, 2011, 2012 season. So his last season in OKC, his per 36 is actually, I think hit, I think he might be more related to 10, 11. Yeah. I think he's almost identical. No, no, no. I guess 11, 12. So 19.3, this is per 36, 19.3 points, 4.7 rebounds, 4.2 assists. That was Harden. Mm-hmm. And, and that was Harden won six man of the year that year. Yeah. And 11, that, 12. And yeah. that was on sorry, I'm looking at minutes. That was on thirty one minutes per game. And how many minutes did Maxi play? And Maxi last season was thirty five. So with less points per game. And that's why like I mean, I still think there were more scoring options. In Philly than there were in OKC in that time. No, come on. Embiid, Harden, Tobias Harris compared to KD, Russ. Like, more options. As a dominant offense, though, I feel like KD, Russ is like, I don't even know what their usage is combined, but it might have been like 70%, 65 No, but like, I mean, but Harden was already considered like, they wanted Harden to start, and Harden was like, no, I want to come off the bench right now because that's what's best for the team. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Maxie's not going to do that because he's too good to be doing that. Yeah. I mean, Harden was too, obviously. But, I don't know. It's, I mean, all around about way of saying, like, you really can't go wrong. It just depends on what kind of player you're wanting. And I think that we have, we've seen what Halliburton is going to do with his own team. I mean, 20 and 10 – like 18 and 10, 18 and 11 a night player. Maxi, I think could I I legitimately believe that he could be like anywhere from 23 to 27 on his own team points per game. Like yes, that's a big jump, but I mean if he is the number 1 guy on the team, then So you I, think you think right now if you swap I mean I don't even care where you put Jaw. If you put Tyrese Maxi on the Grizzlies, no Jaw. How many points is he scoring? I mean, I would want to put I, him that, on like that, the that, Jazz. Oh, I know, but like that would be the definition of like you have your own team because they. I, I mean, Jaw gets whatever he wants. Yeah, with a good supporting cast, with a good big like. That, see, would, that would Rocket, be the Rockets weren't considered like that good because like Yao had just retired and T Mac had left the team, so it was like it was more of a rebuilding team. I mean, on the Spurs, or I mean, I can't, I don't want to do the Spurs just because Popovich wouldn't let him, but like. That's why I keep going back to the Jazz. Like, if he was on the Jazz, he gets whatever shot he wants. I think that's how Colin Sexton's going to be. I'm about to say, is that, yeah, I, honestly, is he, is he him? Is he him? I don't know. Is he Sexton? I, don't know. I think I'm going to take Maxi. I would probably Not, take Maxi as well, but like, like just are, because, are, they, are they within like 5%? Like, to me, yes. Oh, him and Sexton? Sexton and Maxi. I think they're closer than most people would say, in my opinion. Yeah. I think, I mean, even going back to the Maxi Halliburton, like, I love Halliburton a lot. Like, I obviously would not be mad with either one. Mm. 
but I think I would take Maxi just because I feel like it's easier to put like good pieces around him just because I can be like, you're definitely going to be my score. Mm-hmm. But with Halliburton, I'm going to be like, I have to find another score. Like I have to find the Maxi in scoring where it's like with Maxi, I have a guy that I could consider like Maxi could turn out to be Booker. Like, you know, scoring wise and, you know, passing, like, I think that's, that's not the craziest outcome. Like, I think Harden's more of an insane outcome than that, obviously. But, like, if he becomes Booker and Halliburton becomes Kyle Lowry, I mean, which one of those would you rather have? I'm going to ask you one more question, then we can wrap it up, okay? Okay. Would you, and this is obviously, I think Maxie's a better score, pure score, but he's in a situation where he's not going to get... As much usage, I would assume. Now, keep in mind, they were exactly identical in Halliburton's 26 games and uh, Maxi's season last year. Would you be willing to bet that Maxi outscores Halliburton this season? Yeah. By how many points? Would you be like, okay, that's probably that's probably dead on the money? Like three or four. So Maxi would have to put up 24 points per game this season. Because we both kind of – I mean, do you – I mean, sorry, I'm not trying to put some words in your mouth. Do you think Halbert can get 20 this season? I think he's probably going to be like 18 no. to 20, okay. 21. Uh, so, I mean, let's just say like, like 19. Like I said, 19, I, he I am completely comfortable letting – like having Maxi scoring 25 a game. So you think – Like I would not shy away from that at all. Okay. Like I'm not scared. Like if that was a bet that I had to put out, I'd probably be comfortable putting so – like, you would you would give me Halbert – Plus four in points per game. Probably three, but yeah. Okay. Like three, if I could, if I half? could have plus three. Three and a half? I mean, probably. Well, uh, I mean, I three like and a half per game is It actually hard. does count. Yeah. It actually yeah. does count now. Well, it's mm. probably like three. Plus, between three and three and a half, I, I would mean, take you're that. like probably. I would take, I think I would take that. But I think like. Solely on the fact that I think Halbert might just crazy usage his ass. Mm. You know what I mean? If Halbert gets 25% usage, like. Maxi has to be so nuts in his minutes, like yeah. It's just, mm. I mean, it's whatever you like more. Mm. I think that it's easier to find uh, pieces around a score mm. than it is to find. Like, if you have that score, like, look at the Rockets. I mean, the Rockets before, like, they traded everybody away. Harden was the score. He was scoring thirty six points a game for. I mean, Maxi's not going to be that, yeah. but like. You had Patrick Beverly. You had P.J. Tucker. I mean, you didn't have these crazy scores around him. Like, did you have scores around him? Not really. I mean, Eric Gordon, Ryan Anderson (laughs) was scoring like 17 points a game Mm -hmm. on that team. I mean, like, you could find scores around the league, but they're not going to be that 25-ish point-per-game guy. Yeah. So it's like... If he can, if 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 he can put up twenty five or twenty four, whatever we were talking about, mm-hmm. if if he if he straight up beats that plus three or three and a half, whatever we're talking about, if he beats that, I will be genuinely impressed. Mm-hmm. I because I think I mean, I mean based on what I'm wanting Halliburton to get, that's that's that that's twenty four, that's twenty five points per game. You know what I mean? Like straight up. And if he does, I mean shit, bro, that, that's what top fifteen in points per game. Holy cow. That would literally mean like Embiid, Harden, and Maxi are all what? Top 25 
in points per game be incredible. I mean, I can see it. Like, I, I can see not, it as well. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. It's not the craziest thing to think. Mm-hmm. You got so. anything else before we wrap it up? No. I think, I think I'm good on that one. That was fun. I mean, mm-hmm. we went almost an hour and a half on this. I mean, after you get the ads, you're going to be almost at an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. But you know what, everybody? We love you, and we're out. <laughs>